Somebody drink something that is called rot gut. Because you don't care about your life? Pretty much. <clears throat> I feel like if there was something that was called bubble gut ribs, I wouldn't eat them. But that's ribs. I mean, they're not called bubble gut ribs, but that's just ribs. But they're not called it. There's literally something called rot gut. You drinking that rot gut? Yeah, I'm, yeah, never. I would never. Um, nope. I'm with you. That that doesn't make any sense. I feel like that's the ultimate deterrent. Like, yo, I don't want something that sounds painful or like it's gonna have me on the toilet. But I do drink Fireball, though. That's different. That's. I mean, it's 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 called Fireball. Like, you want to drink fire? No, you know it's cinnamon. What the yeah. heck is rot gut? I feel like you get a little too hung up on it. I feel like rot gut is just cheap whiskey, man. Like, that's the entire point of it. You're just drinking it because you need to get fucked up and you don't have a lot of money. Oh. That's, that's why it's called me. It's just, it's a real southern term <laughs> that I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, it's right, guys. Because honestly, if you drink it over a long enough lifespan, you're gonna die from it. It will literally rot your guts. Yeah, you might as well, you might as well just go ahead and drink you some lighter fluid. It probably will be better for you in the long run. So it's um, like um, Everclear in Ohio. Yes, Everclear would be a, a prime example of rot gut. Yeah, people use uh, people use Everclear to uh, clean their coals for vapes. I can see that. And I've also seen a whole lot of commercials recently of cute babies eating fruit and little kids eating like uh, cake and all that kind of stuff and saying, this is my favorite ever. And then the picture kind of statics out and it goes to a teenager testing a vape flavor. And they're like, ooh, it's bubblegum. It tastes just like bubblegum. And then it says tobacco companies are finding out your children's favorite taste, too. But the tobacco companies are not about are are against vapes. No, uh, that's that's because there's a whole. Well, I think the law actually passed in California where they are banning uh, anything that has like any type of child like 
uh, packaging or like flavors like bubble gum or anything that could appeal to children or flavored uh, vapes. They're trying to get a law passed. I, I can't remember if it actually passed yet or not because it's not my state, but they're passing a law to ban anything that like has a, a flavor. So any flavored tobacco like menthols are going to get banned in California. That should be that should be the the ultimate fuck you black people. <laughs> really, menthols? You know what? Most of um because they're delicious. Most of the white people that that I work with, they uh, except for one, they all smoke menthols. The ones that yeah. smoke, they all smoke menthols. Of course they do, because because there's like the it's, it's, it's like having it's like having uh, both nicotine. The pleasure of smoking and also Altoids all in one. It's it's the best. I love menthols. I completely understand it. My old coworker uh, is an older white dude. He just straight, he smokes straight Newports. You know, I, I love the whole idea that we know somebody was down with the black culture if they smoked menthols. When it's just simply the menthols are just way better than regular cigarettes. Yeah, it's just they're delicious. And and honestly, I've had like like I've I think I've said this before. Um, I guess during my smoking days, since I don't smoke anymore, at least not tobacco, like during my tobacco smoking days, like especially cigarette smoking days, uh, what my favorite cigarette ever was, uh, they had an orange creamsicle cigarette in Korea. There's no way you could sell it here because like it had a little capsule in it. And when you pop a little capsule, it tasted exactly like an orange creamsicle. It was like smoking an orange creamsicle. It got to the point where like, like you would lick your lips and they would be orangish. It would just be. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Man, yeah, let me tell you. I don't even, I don't even smoke, but that shit sounds great. As a, as an ex-smoker, that sounds like magic. Oh, like, and man, you would burn a whole pack of them though, because it would be so goddamn good. And if you, if you were just like, okay, I'm kind of done with the orange flavor, you just don't pop the little capsule and it's just a normal cigarette. It would, man, nigga, <laughs> it, it changed my, my whole attitude towards, because I kind of hated smoking. Like, you know, it's one thing I did, like, I would have to be really, drunk i have to be like 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 really into the night i've had like a lot of drinks and i'm just i need to slow down so give me a cigarette so i can like i can smoke and that'll like put me over the edge and i don't want to drink anymore because i'm fucking nicotine high then that changed my entire i used to kind of hate it i became to the point where i would like i was like at home smoking cigarettes like i would never smoke cigarettes in my house was my thing i'm at home smoking those little orange cream chicken cigarettes like mm-mm, delicious See, and the only thing I can connect it back to here in Cali is uh, clove cigarettes. Boy, yeah, those are also really good. Those, oh my god, just oh I used to call them Rice Krispie cigarettes because they're the only things that you would smoke, and, and the clove would just like snap and crackle and pop too. That's important. Um, <laughs> you just be sitting outside, just smelling like. I mean, it's the best smell. In the world. That just, that just reminded me. I ain't got my vape with me. Hold on. Uh, See, we're that tobacco commercial now. <laughs> Delicious yum yum tobacco. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. We got, um, they got, uh, clove cigarettes out here. And then they used to have BDs, um, which I think they completely banned. Uh, they were just Indian cigarettes. Oh no, South Korea started banning those cigarettes. No. I just looked up uh just looked them up to see if I could find them. They're banned in South Korea now. It was bound to happen. <laughs> I mean I mean and, and it's amazing. It's amazing to me in so many different ways that as the world gets better and healthier and healthier, Trump is just tearing everything else down. 
Well, maybe they'll start selling him here. Maybe he'll turn down the regulation here. I mean, Scott Pruitt is ruining every other regulation possible. They'll just bring him here. We'll have some yum yum tobacco here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, I'm... Look, I'm not. I'm not saying that you shouldn't make delicious candy flavored tobacco because I enjoy it. Like, keep the rest of us adults hooked. That's cool. That's a decision that we can make on our own. I'm saying like. Enforce laws so that such that like you can't even enter a tobacco shop that sells these unless you have a license saying that you're 19 or whatever age you want to feel is appropriate. Just treat it like you would like marijuana. You can't even enter a marijuana shop unless you show your license to show you're 21. Same thing for alcohol in some states. Just regulate it properly and then we can all like enjoy yum yum tobacco and of course some parents are going to go buy it or some older adults going to go buy it and give it to a kid harsher fucking laws when you catch them doing that just be like guess what you go to jail forever for that or you pay a five million dollar fine you something dead now i didn't you go to jail you get to stay outside of jail but you now have to work and have your wages garnished for the rest of your lifetime because of the fine you're paying so, like, your life now is over. Just something prohibitive enough that people are like, God, no, I'm not going to let you smoke a, one of my orange creamsicle cigarettes so I can get five, $5 million. Just something stupid. So it's like, there's no way I'd ever do that. And then we all get it. And it's cool. And then a couple of kids might stumble onto it because of negligence. But that's bound to happen. Yeah. Let's make this shit. Like, I, I don't understand why we're punishing ourselves when we could just make it harder for children to get it. Speaking of making things harder for children to get, uh, the state of Florida failed to conduct national background checks on tens of thousands of applicants looking to procure a concealed weapon permit for more than a year. And the reason is about as dumb as it gets. The person in charge of performing the checks forgot their login information. Nigga, what? Like you can't, you can't just call IT and be like, uh, I, I don't want to have to go through that whole process of changing my password, so I'm just going to approve everything. According takes, to the report, just two employees regularly access the FBI database. Lisa Wilde, the employee who was found to be negligent, and a mailroom employee who had next to no training with the system. Wild stopped using the database in February 2016 and waited 40 days before reporting she was having trouble logging into her account. Oh, no. Infuriatingly, she didn't go through the proper channels to report the issue, choosing to send an email to the public email address of the Florida Department of Law Enforcement Firearm Purchasing Program instead of directly contacting someone who would help. (laughs) Okay, at this point, Oh, in the story, I'm going. I'm going. Please don't be black. Please don't be black. Please. Don't her, be black. Wait, what's her name again? Lisa Wild. Go wild mm. naturally. W i l d e. Um, okay. Her yeah, email let's... was forwarded to the proper person, and she was informed the username she was providing was wrong. Wild was given the correct username, but was still reporting experiencing issues. An employee said that he could fix the problem, but she would have to contact him very, via phone call. He also reported trying to call Wild, but she didn't pick up. She never called, and she never followed up on the email, opting instead to just, you know, whatever, not conduct the background checks. This went on for more than a year until another employee finally realized the department hadn't received a single denial from the FBI database for quite some time. 
Ooh. Wow. And then, and, and then, like, the people who got theirs, their licenses, uh, they are licensed to carry in 36 states. Yep. That's why you go to Florida for your license so you can get covered in a shit ton of states. Mm-hmm. In a, except New York paper, she said she was working in the agricultural department's mailroom when she was given oversight of the background check database 2013. She said, why I, we, I didn't understand why, why I was put in charge of it. Okay, so that's how I know that's not a uh, that's not a black employee. Yeah, that's how we know right there. There's no way. Like I would, I wish somebody would give me oversight of a fucking department after yeah. I was in the mailroom. Yeah, they're not giving that to Jamal. <laughs> so, uh, how many applications do y'all think went through without being reviewed by the FBI during that period? I'm looking at the article, so I know. Um, I. Did not. I was just trying to find pictures of Lisa Wilde to see if she was black or white. So I didn't. I don't know. So let me go take a guess at it. All right. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter if she's black or white, Jay. I know it doesn't. I was, dun, that, was dun, own, dun, 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 dun. that was for my own curiosity. I, and more like 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 Scar said, like fingers crossed, this woman is not black. <laughs> like I just I don't want us to be the ones who fuck up. Um, so I'm gonna go for thirteen thousand. There were nearly two hundred and seventy-five thousand applications. Oh my god! For no, 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 no. This, this, uh, this article that I'm reading from the from the Washington Post says every single one of three hundred and forty-nine thousand nine hundred and twenty-three licenses submitted were approved. Wait, no, just six thousand four hundred and seventy of those were denied, and nearly half of those denials were due to incomplete applications. Oh no! But for comparison's sake. The report shows that 200,000 more applications during the same period uh, were put, but saw 2,000 more denials with the federal background check in place. How many more denials? 2,000 more. So they're just letting people through regardless. So, like, even with the background check, it's like only 2,000 people got denied. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> So like the moral of the story is So they did they did an audit. They did an audit on three hundred and sixty five and it resulted in two hundred and ninety one revoc revoc revocations. You know what would be awesome? Let's just take a state. Let's just pick a state. Let's say Texas. So we take Texas, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then we just relax all the gun laws in Texas. We relax all the tobacco regulations. We just relax every single regulation all in Texas. And the only thing is, is that you can't leave Texas with any of the shit that's in Texas. So all the alcohol you want, all the guns, all the, like everything you want is in Texas. And then we just let the people who want to fucking live that life and be about that. Just go to fucking Bruh, Texas. Are you trying like the Fury Road or something? Like, it's ducking <laughs> yeah. up in Texas. That shit like the wild, and then we, wild and, then we put, and then we put explosives along the fault lines around Texas. We blow it up and then it becomes a little island. And then we, we send Kurt Russell in and it becomes Escape from Texas. I just, I, I, I can't help <laughs> that it. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I'll give it a shit. That sounds amazing. I, I escaped from LA and escaped from New York, basically. <laughs> I just, I close my eyes and I picture the, uh, the war boys. What a day! What a wonderful day! I just that just sounds Escape like from Texas. Bad. Dun, 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 dun. In the year 2018, President Trump relaxed all the laws in Texas and invited Wait. all of his constituents to live there. 
wait, they didn't they didn't even figure this out until the guy who was in charge of the department filed to be the governor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they never would have found out if he wasn't ambitious. <laughs> if he had just like stayed in his lane, we would never know. This country would be flooded with illegally owned guns. And legally owned guns. <laughs> he's only just doubled guns. down on this position since hitting the campaign trail. In 2017, he tweeted that he's a, quote, proud NRA sellout. Nigga. Oh, you know he not. Mm. Oh, no, he's going to get elected. Like, he Florida loves their in, guns. In Florida, he's going to get elected. Yeah, Florida loves their guns, man. Like, they really love guns. I think it's because they're all old. And, oh, God, that was so racist. No. And ages. Ages, I'm, but I'm, not I'm racist. Stop. I'm okay no, no, with no, it, though. No, no, I, I stopped at, a, at ages. I was going to say and Hispanic. Oh. <laughs> but I stopped. I stopped. It was like, uh Oh man, so yeah, during the time that that, uh, that Wild was working, um, the Stoneman Douglas high school shooting happened. You know, the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando. Uh, actually, specifically, the Pulse nightclub shooting took place during the period that Florida was not conducting background checks. Yeah, even though the shooter required his firearms license before that time, so why they even say it? Um. I think the the bigger the bigger story here though is just like I really am afraid of people saying that this is why we don't need to regulate guns because even when you do it doesn't matter because people right yeah yeah that's the thing that that concerns me is that this is that spin that story is un, unlikely to, it's likely to take unfortunately. Isn't it amazing that when you whistle, you automatically know how to hit the notes? Like you just like automatically, you know how to hit the notes. Like I, I think about, it. I think about shit like this. Untrue. Like, I I was off key all the time. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, but you, but like something in you knows how to get there. You know when what I'm you saying? first learn how to whistle, you practice a bunch when you're a little kid. Because like when kids first learn how to whistle, they do it all the time. Right. That is true. I think that's what happened. I think it's just when you first learn, you just because when I was a teacher, I made the mistake of teaching a young child, like a young group of children, how to whistle. And what followed was two to three weeks of just motherfuckers whistling, despite the ban I immediately placed on it after teaching them. It was just like, okay, I see where this is going. No more whistling. And then it was just kids whistling in the halls, whistling at each other, whistling. Like in class, trying to whistle so I can't hear it, trying to whistle. Like, it was just that. And I think that's what it is. It's just you practice a lot. You don't remember all that dumbass practice, but I guarantee your, te- your teacher does. Your teacher definitely remembers it. I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm just pushing down the song Whistle While You Twerk. Why? Whistle while you twerk. Make that whistle germ. That was a great song. Yeah, I don't know why you're trying not to remember it. That song was fantastic. No. It's just something that once it's in my head, it's never leaving. I think what you should do, because it's like maybe 20 to, I think there's 20 or 30 songs like that, right? So what you should do is just keep a list, or like keep a playlist of those 20 or 30 songs where it's like as soon as you hear one, it's like, God damn it. And then once you get one of those stuck in your head, go to that playlist, just play one of those. And then just step your way through that playlist. I feel by the time you get done with it, you have so many catchy songs in your head that you forget them all. 
there's like seven or eight songs that are like that. Um, Whistle While You Twerk is on there. Creep is on there by Radiohead. Yep. Um, that one, and I know like we all fucking hate Robin Thicke, but I will admit that one Robin Thicke song Blurred way lines. before he, nope, way before he did all that other bullshit. It was the one that he did with Pharrell, like I Want to Love You. Oh. Yeah, that one like really gets stuck in my head once I start singing that I, one. I used to like the one with the, what was it, Mozart? The, the Mozart one? Yeah, I like that one too. The but one that, that gets me really... is uh, Cash Money Records for the 99 to 2000. Oh my god. Oof. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, if we're going to do that then, uh, Six Foot Seven also gets me. Like, that gets stuck in my head a lot. It's just catchy as shit. No, I, I made the mistake of watching the, the making of the beat. <laughs> and and no, you know what gets stuck in my head? The shit in the background where he's just going, oh, hey. Oh, hey. that shit gets stuck in my head every time I hear that fucking song that's all I hear because I, I watch the making of that beat that and, beat is yeah. super catchy like I honestly the songs eh, that beat is stupid catchy yeah it, I mean yeah in, in hindsight it's not that great also take on me I, I think we all can agree that gets stuck in our heads mm-hmm. yes now it's in my especially head. just the high note basically I don't know anybody who can hit it. And I've actually been trying to sing that song for my uh, Patreon, for the Patreon members. <laughs> Scar, we I didn't, will. We didn't want you to hit it, <laughs> especially not in our ears. Scar, Damn, I will bro. send you the uh, lyrics and you can go ahead and sing Take On Me for our Patreon members. No, thank you. See, then you're a jerk because I can't even come close to hitting it. It's like, I'll, I'll be your yeah, I always have to be like, <laughs> like you have to like, like brace yourself, like uh, this is the best I got. I sound like the dude who I sound like the dude who's talking to uh, rapper Forte trying to talk to Master P. Uh. <laughs> Somewhere inside of me, Scotty's just like, I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. There's no more he's got. <laughs> it's everything we've got. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> and my girl, my girlfriend, my girlfriend just sent me a message like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> so I had to say, "I just sang the high note from Take On Me." <laughs> now I need a moment. I feel like that's a song that the dude couldn't do like repeatedly. Like there are not going to be any encores of this fucking song. Uh, yeah, like honestly, just that little bit made my throat hurt. So uh, South Korea held its first ever drag queen parade. Uh, recently nice that's dope because they were like aren't they like pretty stringent against yes yeah yes, that's, that's wonderful <laughs> like well it is but like it's like a step in the right direction but i'll be happier when they like allow people to be gay openly especially because they're they're they are a a culture that really pushes relationships and family and they are really 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 homophobic and really harsh towards like even the concept of a gay family mm. so i'd like to see that as a step toward in the right direction i think celebrating dressing up like women is nice but there's still some some areas that they could continue to improve that <laughs> i am continually having to like apologize for <laughs> uh, maybe i shouldn't have done that so 
Yeah, they elected Moon Jae-in, who's a former human rights lawyer, who said during his campaign he opposed homosexuality. Fellas, something that I just read about a couple days ago that just bummed me out to the core is the fact that uh, 55% of people in a survey, and I never get these surveys. I never get these questions asked me because they probably get a side eye. But um, 55% of Americans say that they have no problem working with somebody who's homosexual. Wow. <laughs> like, that's something progressive. I'll work with so, them. Like, how does, how is, oh, so my, my question for the 45% who have that issue is like, how is working with them causing you an issue? Like, what are you afraid of? Exactly. Like, if you, like, even if you don't agree with their lifestyle, if, like, are they actively practicing it in front of you? And, and more to the point, again, even if you don't agree with it, like, what if, like, like, how do you feel as a Christian if someone doesn't agree with your lifestyle as a Christian? Like, you would defend oh, no, your right happens. to be Christian. They're so completely put out, and they want to, like, make a whole thing about it, about how their civil rights are being withheld. Right. And... So, like, they'll defend their rights as a Christian to be Christian, but they won't defend a gay person's right as a gay person to be gay. Like, just because, like, like someone disagrees with you, like, so your whole position is, I'm the only one who's right. And I think that's the problem. That's always been kind of my issue with Christianity. That position of I'm the only person who's right and I'm the only person who gets to have anything that resembles uh, being treated like a human because I'm the only one who's right. And as long as you do this stuff that I say is right, we're fine. But as soon as you do something that I think is not right, I get to treat you like you're less than human. Mm-hmm. And I... I I don't understand that because these are the same people who will tell you that God makes it rain on both the evil and the good, but they, for whatever reason, wants to try to stop the rain for the who they have labeled as evil. So, I mean, God would make cakes for both the evil and the good. That's what I would respond to most people, but, you know, whatever. There's some people like I don't see God like swooping in and like if 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 again you believe that God is against gay marriage I don't see God swooping in and stopping gay people from getting married I, I don't see him showing up and being like no so why are you being a dick about it that's what I don't get I'm just I did a video about it a couple days ago and. Nobody was able to tell me what part of the Bible told them specifically to dislike homosexuals or LGBTQIA people at all. Nobody. No Christians. And Christians, I'm still welcoming you to come and ask to talk to me about this. Even you, Henry. <coughs> I'm, I'm welcoming this conversation because I am dying to know what, like, do they not see the the dissonance? In hating somebody because somebody who is literally his his catchphrase is "I am love, God is love," is telling you to hate somebody. Wait, what? Hold up, what? Wait. So the one who said "Love your neighbor as as I have loved you" is is telling you to to hate somebody because of their sexual orientation. Wait, what? I don't. I don't get it. And then, and then the part, the part, I, as I understand it, as I understand it, the part that they that they misinterpret to say that, um, that that is in the book, um, a couple passages down, um, 
say that you're not supposed to mark your body. How many Christians you know that are about that life with tattoos? It also said you're not supposed to just eat shrimp. Nigga, please, gumbo for life. That's the thing that gets me. Within that list of laws is a bunch of stuff that they completely ignore, but they will zero in and pinpoint that one about uh, uh, if you if a man lays with a man as they do with a woman, it's an abomination. But premarital sex is also a sin, right? And so is according to what my grandma said when she caught me, masturbation. Yep. So we you be got, doing our you, own You got good. caught? Yeah, dude. See, when the oh, door was a rocket, <laughs> I was young. It was, I was just trying it out when I was real young, like maybe third time doing it. And it was summer break, and I thought everybody was gone, and nah. I got, I got caught, but I wasn't actually doing it. See, the thing is, when you do it when you're younger, you you just do it in bad locations. Like, Un, you don't know untrue. the primary times so, and locations to be jacking off. I want to point out that, first of all, I have, I'm, I, I'm the Floyd Mayweather of getting caught in this case. I, I have never been caught. Zero losses. I have never. And, no, no, no. Let, I, and let me I tell never you been why. caught for real. I've never been caught no, no, for real. I, that one time why. I wasn't doing it. Okay, but let me tell you why I've never been caught. And, and you may fall into this category as well. I grew up in a household where masturbation was a sin. And you could not do it. Mm. I eat, and and there were repercussions, like repercussions, like like you were a pariah if you got caught masturbating, right? So not only did I have my own guilty conscience to deal with, because I also believed that at the time, but I also had like I knew what those repercussions were. So I did consider where people were, <laughs> like they're, they're first of all never in the house where people were also in. People had to be gone. Had to be an empty house. I had to know where everyone was. I used to, like, I was a kid who would check in with everyone. Like, when he came home and nobody was home, hey, mom, hey, dad, hey, what are you guys up to? Oh, you guys are off at Sam's Club. How long are you going to be at Sam's Club for? Ooh, grab me some blah, blah, blah. No? Okay, fine. All right, I'll see y'all when y'all get home. Call your sister. Hey, where you at? Yeah. Oh, you at so-and-so's house. Okay, cool. I, I guess I, uh, I'll talk to you when you get home. And then only rooms with locks, secondly. Only rooms with locks. Third, you never, ever, ever involve sound. It's just, you're just asking to get caught at that point, right? So never turn sound on, never involve sound. Uh, also, like, if you're going to involve a computer and the computer is in a room where there is no locks, it is imperative that you, if you have a double lock on all the doors, Bruh. that you get that double lock in. Bruh, it Draw is so much lines. easier to get that porn on now because back when we were trying to do it, you had to have them not hear the ant, ant. That's what I'm saying. You got to have the house <laughs> empty. You got to have the house completely empty. Yeah, also, I learned how to hide files on Windows oh, yeah. at a very young age, at a really, really young age. Oh yeah. And I learned, I learned all the tricks. Like, dude, like, you just, you just, you just, you got to learn how to pick your spot. So I understand like getting caught, but I'm just saying like I, I was sneaky as fuck when it came to that because of the the like the, the implications and and I guess the imagined consequences of getting caught masturbating. But I, I did all the time. <laughs> it was all the time. And even to this day, I live with someone who actively tries to catch me sometimes, still has not done it. See, like I said, this was early in the game when I went through all of those things of, you know, checking the house. Hello? Hello? You know, doing all that. But grandma was in the backyard and I really just needed to get. <laughs> so 
there are certain places that you're not supposed to do it, and the main place that you should never jack off children. I'm saying this because kids are the ones who oh. make this mistake. I was a kid, honestly. Honestly, I'm not saying it like, I'm just saying. We now know. But if you're listening to this show, first of all, what the fuck is wrong with you? Second of all, stay out that guest bathroom. First of all, the, the advice that you're giving, the age group that you're giving this advice to is too young to listen to this show. That's what I just said. Yeah. So, like, let's say you're, you're like, you're 19, I guess, would be, like, like that's that little yeah. spot. Between, okay. Yeah, 19. No like, but at this point, you should know. But at 19, you should know this by now, but right? No. No. You might not. To stay out that guest bathroom, the one that's right next to the front door. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what you do. There's you not enough the room to regulate. You go out in the woods all by yourself. You take a shovel with you and a bottle of water. You dig a little hole about the size of your penis. You warm up the water and you pour it into the hole and you just fuck the shit out of that hole. <laughs> Make sure you got on the condo because you don't want to get dirt and get dick hole. You don't want to get this dirt pregnant. So yeah, make sure you have a cup. All of a sudden, the tree sprouts and the pl- and the leaves are all in the shape of your face. They could go commune with nature. <laughs> and then the birds sitting in the tree are singing out the shape of you by Ed Sheeran. <laughs> oh boy! Um, you mean you mean no scrubs? What? You so, no scrubs? fellas. Um, I don't know how we get into these situations, but I just want to warn you to take some time out to really think about the things I'm about to tell you. Um, there, I was reading and somehow went down a rabbit hole and fell all the way down into the, the top 10 grossest sex acts as described by Urban Dictionary. Yes, I'm in. Let's go. I was, I was worried you were going to say that. <laughs> Number ten. If, okay, if, and, if and we're gonna we're gonna, it, we're gonna rate Dirty these. Sanchez is top three. Has to be. No, we're gonna no, rate. That's these. way worse than that. We're gonna that's rate. So much worse than that. We're gonna rate truffle these. butter. We're gonna rate that's, these fellas on a scale. Amidophilia of, by itself is pretty raw. We're gonna rate these on a scale of uh, how sickened you are, where one is not that sickened and five is I'm about to throw up. How about how about one is I try it. Okay. And, and five is I like I I'm about to throw up. We're gonna no, one, we, don't like, to do, we don't need to do a one to five. It's a it's a it's a one to one. Either I'm gonna try this or I'm not. No. No, there might be levels. There might be a neutral. There might be a neutral though. There might be right. levels. One to five. Yeah. Okay, so to, the like, first one. The, the first one <laughs> is the Kentucky Klondike bar. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I already like where this is headed. Do you? The Kentucky Klondike bar is the act of freezing a bowel movement and uh-huh. sexually penetrating another person with the frozen bowel movement. Man, nigga, no. Okay, so I wouldn't try it, but because if like I'm assuming condoms are involved, right? Yes. Yeah. Like if someone asked me to do that to them. Maybe. <laughs> if somebody asked me to do that to them, I'm putting on a coat. No, you know what? I can't get on somebody's sexual preference or Thank sexual fetishes, fetishes. But I would literally ask them how that one came about. What about I would need to know. Someone, what about someone? You yeah, loved? We, then, there's conversations that though. need to be. That's what I'm saying. No, what about someone you loved? 
then there's need there needs to be conversations had before that before you would even consider such a thing. Like we look, need to look, we need to get to the conversation bottom of we're shit. having right now could be the impetus for this happening to someone else down the line. Very true. They could have heard they could have heard it on a podcast and that could have started a thought process. You don't know where this stuff starts from and it doesn't matter where it comes from. Trying to attribute it to something doesn't matter. The point is is what are you willing to do for someone you love? Very Apparently true. you have lines that you're willing to draw. I'm just saying I'm willing to think about it. Well it's that, gross. that's true. No I might throw up as I'm doing it. But I, 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 it's like it's something like I wouldn't be immediately be like, nope, nope, I'm out. Fuck you, fuck you in this relationship. Like, you're just, not even willing to think about it. I'd rather just spend the money for one of those kits for to get my dick cast. Um, you know no, what I'm saying? That's not, no, that's, that's not, not what, what they, they asked for. for. Right, that's not what they. I asked can't. For. I, I don't know. I can't. No, well, that's wait. Five. Here goes. So on a scale of one to five, that's a five. Jay, it's a hard four for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say three and a half, like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it, but I'm pretty sure I don't know if I could, right? So like, I don't know if I, like, if, even if I, like, even if we set up to begin all this, I don't know if I could follow through on it. And it's frozen! Like, you really sticking frozen stuff? Like, like totally, like, it has to be frozen frozen in order for that to work. Yeah, like, I assume it's like deep frozen, but again, I don't know. If I can follow through with it, because at some point that frozen thing is with all this body heat going to start to unfreeze. And it's going to stink. And, and I think logically that's a sex act I'm not into because the logical person in me is like, no, thank you. Well, let's get to the next one then. The Panamanian Petting Zoo. How do some of these names? Though? I don't even know where this one's going, but I, I want to know. I, okay, what, what is this? When one's partner eats nuts and corn and has a bowel movement, and the other partner picks the nuts and corn out of the bowel movement and presents the nuts and corns in a cup or a dish. Hard then five. the partner throws the nuts and corns onto the bed where the partner eats them like a goat or other typical petting zoo animal. Hard five. Hard five, yeah, definite yeah. five. I, I'm sorry, that's that's just I'm not trying to die. Okay, the Alabama hot pocket. Mm-mm. <laughs> I've heard I've heard the name before, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> the Alabama uh, hot pocket is a special fetish maneuver that roughly involves taking a shit into a woman's vagina, typically followed up by a good old rogering. No. Because that's terrible for the poor lady's vagina. Like yes, that's all the infections for her. No, yes. no, I don't. I just don't want to do that to someone that I care about or I mean, that I don't inf- care about. Only infections for you. That's your dick hole that got to go in. No, it's well, infections for her. For you have you 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 should know that you always wipe away from. Yeah, that's all bad. Yeah, and you're doing it purposefully. That's horrible. And you're- Filling it with fecal matter uh, as opposed to uh, this. Yeah, and then jamming it in. Not applicable. Not applicable. Yeah. Like, that's just... That's that not, that's so I, don't, I don't think there's, there's going to be a one for me in here at all. Uh, maybe the flying camel. As your girl is lying on her back and you are hammering her from your knees, you very carefully move forward and prop yourself without using your arms on your dick while it's still inserted in her vagina. You then proceed to flap your arms and let a, let out a long shrieking howl, much like a flying camel. 
That just sounds like fun. Yeah, I might do yeah, that, that Yeah, one. That's, that's a one. That's a, that just yeah, sounds like fun. Okay, okay, fine. That's a one. But be, that's, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't have anything to do with shit. Be like, warned. I guess I'm gonna get side eyed for it. Be warned. Be warned. This one may lead to you breaking your dick. Ooh, two. <laughs> <laughs> because you're you're propping yourself up on your dick while it's still in her vagina. Oh, yeah, so I think so. Here's the thing, though. I'm so much taller. I think I might still be able to pull this off with with my knees on the ground. <laughs> How tall is she? Uh, she's about four. She's, yeah, she's pretty short. Okay. Okay, yeah, so yeah. the next one, and we all said ones and twos. The next one is cold lunch. <laughs> God dang it. <laughs> oh my god I can't even look at this so like, okay okay no, Tom Tom before you read it the thought in my head is what I'm laughing at I'm just going to tell you what I think cold lunch is I'm curious to see if I'm correct but also this is why we shouldn't do this with me I immediately assume this is your significant others just passed away and in tribute to them now being dead before they're completely cold you eat them out or if it's a dude you blow them uh, there's two, That's what I thought a cold lunch was. There's, there's, that just took a turn. There's two definitions for cold lunch, <laughs> and this, which is what I was giggling at. But okay, so there's two definitions for cold lunch. Um, <sighs> the first one is, and I didn't read this before we went into this. I just I saw this and was like, this is for the show. I wish I had read it first. Cold lunch. <laughs> Number one. You're so slow to read this. The simple sexual act of forcing yourself to throw up into another person's mouth, usually in the result of the other person eating it. That's definition number one oh, for cold lunch. Amidophilia. Okay. Number two. Oh my god. When a man. Oh my god, nigga! Do you, do you need me to read it? No. When a man freezes, when a man pisses and freezes his piss into the shape of a popsicle, and then has the partner suck both his dick and the frozen piss popsicle at the same time until eventually they wind up with a mouthful of piss slush and cum. Oh. <laughs> That's so gross. I'm sorry. There were more. Uh, okay. There were more. I'd be down for that with a normal popsicle. So again, something that's pleasant for both people is what I'm into. But like a normal popsicle, as I'm getting a blowjob, would be cool. I'd be down for that. Yeah, but no, this whole thing is about mostly that. That one's different. Most of them are like this: to be deep throated so hard you regurgitate on your partner's penis and continue sucking. It's a whole lot of vomit stuff. Well, like that's why I was saying, emetophilia is a thing. There are people who are into vomit play. This one is not real. I mean, if she's, I mean, if she's into it, I'd be, I guess, four. Until you're kissing somebody with vomit on their mouth. That's a that would just be a snowball. Yeah, one of my homeboys was into snowballing. Oh gosh, why? His girlfriend told us after they broke up, which is why, fellas. 
until you're in a, in a trusted, like full on, like you know that this person, and even then, if y'all break up, all bets are off. That was what, a guy, what is your so what is your definition of snowballing? Uh, snowballing when a guy comes into uh, his partner and then sucks it out, and then they kiss. Uh, so I've also heard like it's blowjob exclusive. Where a guy comes into his partner's mouth, they make out with the resulting cum. So basically, a cum, a cum swap with your own cum. Yeah. But I don't Which, want my own cum. Well, you are. But in, the reason why I, I know a minority. The, re- the reason why I know that it's called a snowball is because of my friend, and he actually said that he was a fan of pink snowballs. Yep. See where that's going. Don't like yep. it. We good. <laughs> I will also say I do not care for that. Uh, I saw a ta- I saw a tampon commercial recently where uh, it was literally about wearing a tampon during your period so your dude could still go down on you without getting like a red beard. And the fuck, how'd you see that commercial? <laughs> that shit was on Twitter because Twitter is wild. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but Twitter is off the chains nowadays. They are not chilling at all. No one is chilling on Twitter anymore. It used to be some people who were polite on Twitter. I'm the only person who's still, like, editing his tweets and not saying shit. This might affect people. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Everyone else is just like, you know what? Bow. (laughs) Like, this is what we get. Ugh. it's It's a digital apocalypse out there, man. Mm, this one will right, to a broken dick. I've, right, I've, read, I've, I've read better before. The land shark. The man, <laughs> the woman, or the partner braces themselves facing a wall, naked, hands against the wall, legs spread, bent over, so then their ass is lushly jutting out. Next, the other partner, also naked as well, as stiff cocked, walks to the opposite end of the room places their palms together and raises them above Oof. their head, thus Great. imitating the dorsal fin of a shark, and begins chanting the theme to Jaws. <laughs> when given some predetermined signal, the partner sprints towards the standing still partner at full speed with their pelvis out, fin protruding, and rams them dead square in the ass. Yeah, my girl is too short Three. for that. Like, my girl Three. is too short for that. I mean, I mean, I would, I would try it. I, I would say three also. I would try it, but my girl is basically the same height as yours, Jay. Like, ain't no way in hell I'm gonna yeah. line this up right. Right. Not just that, but also with my hands the, above my head. The repercussions of missing, yeah. of missing are at full speed, bro. Like, I'm not a fast person, so I'm not gonna try to pretend like I'm quick, but I'm big and I move through space fast enough that, like, that's a broken dick. Break, break down. And not just that, you may hit your target. You may Death Star it in with and that one time shot and still, and still break your dick. Break, break down. And I assume also break her. Steadily break so her down. So now who's driving who to the, to the hospital? Am I driving her to the hospital with my broken dick? Or is she going to drive me to the hospital with her broken ass? How does this work? Break, break down. I'm saying like a lot of these sexual acts seem like people who are just going way, way too far with no concern for their own lives or the lives of others. And I'm just not in for that. 
<laughs> okay, fellas, I feel like we need to have like a um, ambiance cracker. Uh, you know, the ones that give you a wine tasting so that you can get the taste out your mouth and get palate back to a neutral. A palate cleanser. A palate cleanser. I call it so an ambiance. The thing. We had one previously, so the one that we were kind of like, yeah, we might do. No, this yeah. one's this one's definitely the ambiance cracker. Trust me. Trust me. The ball koozie. Place your nuts in a bowl of warm water. Then have your significant other put a straw into the bowl and blow bubbles under your balls. Oh, yeah, no, that sounds awesome. Why wouldn't you just get a vibrating cock ring? Because there's no bubbles. Right? Do you need bubbles? The like, fish from Finding Nemo does. I like bubbles. Maybe I just want to have my balls gently caressed by pockets of air coming out of warm liquid. I don't. I, I, I mean, don't, I, 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 I mean, I guess it's okay. But... I mean, okay. Have you ever been in a jacuzzi? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Were you naked? I mean, did you put I'm, your balls never, directly into the I've hole? Never, I've never been in one naked. Oh. Did you put your balls directly into the hole where the Wait, jet stream was coming of course. out? That's what I'm saying. Like, it feels great. Now imagine that just happening for your, only your balls. The only thing is, like, I guess I'm just, I'm just naked, like in the living room with my balls in a bowl of water. I guess I'm spread eagle, <laughs> and someone's just blowing in a straw. Like, I just feel like, like, how, how is that? Uh, that doesn't feel very sexy to me is what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I don't know how you could do that in a way that's like, yeah, now that you've done the ball koozie for me, let's fuck. Like, I don't know how that, that translates to sexiness. Okay, I got a question, though. What if it was milk? That's you know what I'm saying? What if those, it was bubbles, those bubbles rise, dog. Like, it's, because it's milk not just is, water. Warm I feel like milk you're is... missing the... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. No, go ahead. Continue that sentence. No, too late now. What? Warm milk. <laughs> Think about what you're saying. What? Like, I'm not, like, it's your fetish, but... No, this ain't my fetish. This it's... is a four for me. No, you, you came up with this one, so let's let's treat it with the respect and deference. No, I'm just saying, if you if you think about bubbles, right? Like, right, but I feel you like know... you missed the point. It's not about, like, the bubbles lasting. It's the, they, they're here and they're gone, and now here's a new fresh bubble. I don't want... Like bubbles upon bubbles upon. This isn't a bubble bath for my dick. It's the the action of the bubbles, not the existence of them. I don't want a no, bubble but, bath. But when I said I that, you said, but it's bubbles. Like it's like the, oh, right. But that's like putting. That's literally like dumping bubble bath into a jacuzzi and then being like, but why don't you want these bubbles as well? No, because this is different. It's clearly a different type of bubble. Otherwise, every jacuzzi would just be a bubble bath, and that's not what people want. Ah. Uh, it's like, uh, I think it's more of a combination. It's not, a, of it's not a bubble. No, no one wants a bubble bath when they're in a jacuzzi, bro. If it's I wanted a bubble bath, right? I, no, it's not. If I, my God, my head. There's, there's not a bubble, but there are, there are no bubbles that float to the surface and stay on the surface in a jacuzzi. If there are something is wrong with your jacuzzi, you need to get out. Just think about that for a second. When was the last time you were getting to a jacuzzi and so I was like, oh, wait, let me pour some Avon in and make bubbles? Nigga. Tell me that doesn't sound fantastic. That doesn't sound fantastic. I'm with actually the, saying the, that. The, it, with, the with the pink Avon point, bottle with the ribs? That, that sounds terrible. What's that in the jacuzzi? Okay, nice. Uh, I just went through this with Nietzsche. 
I can't talk to someone who's this uncultured. I can't do it. Uh, okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Go go do that. Go do that and let me know how that works out for you. I can't even remember the last time I was in a jacuzzi. Clearly. Fucking clearly. <laughs> you're talking you're talking about putting bubbles in it. You clearly don't remember it. Trust me, that is a horrible situation you're talking about. You're talking basically you wouldn't be able to sit in it because you would be up to your neck in fucking Avon bubbles and it would not be enjoyable. And what is wrong with being up to your neck in the pink Avon bottle bubbles with the ribs? Literally, up to your oh my god. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Everything is wrong with that. It's not That's like crazy. I would be like choked out by the bubbles or something like that. It's trapped air. Like have you so ever I, been up to your neck in foam before? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy being covered in foam? Absolutely. Well, then you should go do that by yourself. Most people don't enjoy being covered in foam. Fine. It's a really dumb thing to do to a jacuzzi, and I hope you own the jacuzzi you do that to, because if you do it to someone that is not yours, they will be pissed at you. Certainly. Oh, my God. Why are we arguing about jacuzzis? This is such a first world problem. Correct. So, that was a good uh, ambiance cracker. <laughs> you mean a palate cleanser? No, ambiance cracker. I feel like an ambiance cracker is just a cracker that you eat and it like makes you feel like neutral. Yeah, I just feel I feel like it's just a really nice white person that just kind of lights up the room. I I think okay. <laughs> I think you need some time to come down. I'm sorry. Next one. Nope. That's definitely that's that's definitely the show title. Nope, nope, that's, that's not even real. Fuck that shit. That's definitely that's definitely the show title. No, 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 wait. What did you just read that you don't want to read now? No. Come on, let's go. You got to read it. Come no, on, let's go. Shit's not come real. On. Read it. Shit's not real. Ambiance Cracker is the show title. You gotta read it. It's not real. And Scar, I heard what you said right there. I know what you were trying to do. I'm okay with that. But that's not real. Okay, but read it. It's not real. You started this shit. Like, you can't stop now. Fucking read it. It's not real. No one cares. Read it. Fucking read. Turning your own shit into a dildo for use in the bedroom through... The refrigerator, I guess, maybe not the refrigerator, the freezer. So read this one. To go to the gym, and I'll be back in 1130. Okay. Oh, God, dog it. Or send it to me. I'll read it. No, it's. I started this. I got to finish it. A person must use a newspaper to find the oh, obituary name of it. Munging. Okay. A person must use a newspaper to find the obituary of a recently deceased man or woman. Then must find a buddy, also with no shame, who will aid them in this act. The partners go to the cemetery where they will dig up their victim and flip a coin. The loser or the winner, depending on how sick you are, applies their lips to the genitals and anus of the corpse, while the other partner proceeds to climb the nearest tombstone 
and elbow dropped the corpse's stomach, thus forcing out a blend of rich bodily fluids and embalming materials onto the partner. This blend is called mung. The act of getting this blend on your face is called munging. No. Yep. Man, hell no. <clears throat> like, what? No, hell. I hell warned y'all. No. I tried. Hell no. Like, that's, that, that's, I mean, that's just. <laughs> two. Did you say two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. So if you're a coin flip away from just having a good time, let's. <laughs> I mean, the, the, person, the, the person doing the elbow drop is having the best time here. I mean, that depends on who you are. I wasn't referring to that, but sure, if that's what you're into. You're a coin flip away from having a good time. Both people are a coin flip away from having a good time. I kind of like that. Like, the, if you have the right person, maybe you're just an always an elbow dropper. Like, yo, I'm always an elbow dropper. And someone's like, cool, I'm always a munger. And now y'all have a great relationship. <laughs> just oh. No, I would never do that, by the way. I was joking with the two. I, that's a totally a five for me. I'm not going to desecrate a dead person in the name of love. That's just not a thing I'm into. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not I'm not as grossed out by it as, as you two seem to be. I just feel like it's something I'm not into. No, 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 no. <sighs> And do I think it's a real thing? I feel like someone may have done it, and so now someone wants to like make it a trend. But I don't think it's a real. Thing. I think I might, Ralph. The Dirty Sanchez. Okay, that that. Oh, really? What number is this? This is just bonus. It's when a man and woman engage in anal sex. Then the man takes his penis and rubs it on the girl's upper lip, leaving a mustache. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it because it's rude as fuck, especially to someone who did something as as kind as letting you fuck her in the ass, or him. So, no, I, I'm not. I'm not down for that again. I'm not down for mistreating people I have sex with. Same thing for the donkey punch. Like I'm just not down to mistreating people I have sex with. I mean, if that's what you're into. Cool. If they're into it. Cool. I, I just. I know. I personally can't do it. I am I I'm done for the day, fellas. Um I I'm disgusted by the depravity of humankind. <laughs> because none of this shit would exist if someone didn't do it. Or at least really, really consider it. And that disgusts me. So I think the last one sounds like it was made up. I agree with uh Rashani a hundred percent on that. That sounds like it was not real. So Yes, I don't think that's something that's a real thing because it is impossible to dig up a person. They put a giant ass cement block on top of it. Correct. You can't. You cannot lift that out by yourself with a friend. So that's not something that you could do. So I don't think that's a real thing. Uh, all the other stuff sounds like. Hey, babe. You know, what you should you ask Ken if he wants to go so he can play some ball. To label it depraved is to try to normalize. Oh, there's no gym there. Consider yeah, as sex, and, and that's unfair. Like. These are all things people, I assume, between two consenting adults. They talked about it beforehand. They set up, like, boundaries and, and how far they weren't able to go. They respected each other's boundaries and they had a good night. But, 
but two consenting adults have to agree to monging also. But I don't think you can do that. That's what I'm saying. I think because of the nature of how we bury our right. dead. Yeah, the vaults. You can't do that. Even in the vaults, I think you couldn't do it. That's what I'm saying. I know no, the, the the vault is what they call the cement box that they put in. Right. And even the above ground stuff, like they're above ground funerals, but our uh, funeral, I guess, graves, pardon. But even with the above ground graves, I don't think it's possible for you to be able to do this. And that's my point. Like, I, I don't think monkeying is a real thing. Or if it was, it's not something that people are capable of doing today. But I think it's it, it's clearly made up. I'm just thinking about all the times in old movies I heard the word mung tongue. Oh. I have never heard that in an old movie, so maybe I, I missed have. that. I'm sorry. I've heard the word mung before. <laughs> I also, it, it's, it's interesting to me. So here's what I find interesting about all this. It's like you two are just like literally disgusted. Like you're... Like oh no it. no no! In the in the old world, mung was a it, it's a it's a small round bean. It's a green bean. Okay, cool. But like you no, you, you two are just literally disgusted by the the presence of these acts. Like that's the thing that's weird to me. I don't know how this ruins your day. Like it doesn't like, ruin my day. It's just well, you sound broken. Like you were like like just you had a hard time reading a lot of it. No, my, it, my day's not ruined. E three is this weekend, dog. Okay, good. I just say like y'all sound like y'all were broken by this. I'm like this is this is not. No, that munging really turned my, munging turned my stomach though. Like I really I think feel you should uneasy. you you should you can you can find solace in the fact that it's not something that you can actually do in today's world. So just take comfort in that, and also know that you can just not do it in general in your world. True, and never you never have to dig up a dead body. The Monroe transfer: when one person sticks a tube into their ass, and then sticks the other tube into someone else's ass, and shits into their ass. (laughs) My only question would be: Why would you do that? Sex acts. Yeah, some people are into that. That was a. It's a subject of a movie. Um, I think it's. Is he not you, me, and everyone? Yeah, you, me, and everyone we know. It's like the, the I think have you seen that movie? No, <laughs> but it's the subject of it's the subject of a movie. You, me, and everyone we know. Uh, this is really weird, but like there's this woman who's into this who doesn't know it, but she is introduced to it by talking to this uh, guy online who does it as like a, a set of characters in a chat room with her. Well, she also doesn't know is the guy online is this one guy's like eight year old son. It's a really fucked up movie. But that's the thing that she finds out she's into and wants to do until she finds out it was with an eight-year-old kid. Abraham Lincoln, shave your pubes and hold them in your hand. Get your mate to give you a blowjob, and when you come on their face, throw the trimmed curlies onto your senior self-partner's face, and they will be left with a striking resemblance to Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) So that's that's someone you don't care about. So now, I, I'll now wait, wait. <laughs> uh, next to the Abe Lincoln, you have the John Wilkes Booth, which is after you Abe Lincoln a girl. As soon as you slap the tap, top hat on her head, a friend who has slowly been working one out jumps out of the closet and shoots a load onto the back of the girl's head, and then gets the hell out of there. 
<laughs> in a no. perfect world, the culprit needs to break their leg and scream Latin gibberish. Sectarianist <laughs> temper. So that's that's hilarious. Uh, actually, I don't know if I do the John Wilkes move. That feels like rape. Yeah, but. That actually no, that is rape. Yeah. Uh, but the Abraham Lincoln just feels like that insulting funny. thing to do to a girl. Like, why do you have the? Why do you have those hairs in your hand? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Open <laughs> your hand. Open your hand. Let me see that. <clears throat> oh, boy. Or you can just tape it to your back uh, in a plastic bag, like Die Hard style, and be like, uh, uh, reach behind your back right as you come, like, bang. Oh man, that's elaborate. Mm, mm, mm. Very, very. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so now I'm just looking. Now I'm just down the rabbit hole, fellas. This is y'all's fault. Okay. These are just um. Just thirty-seven disgusting urban dictionary definitions. You definitely shouldn't try at home. <laughs> Number one is a suicide wank. A suicide wank is when you're having a wank, which, if y'all don't know, listeners, a wank is masturbating. When you're having a wank, and just before you come, you shout out mom or dad, and then try and finish a job before they get to your room. <laughs> okay, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> but I feel like either way, you're losing, because... They're going to walk in on you coming or walk on you having coming. <laughs> bathroom battleship. When two friends are in a public bathroom and adjacent stalls taking dumps, each wipes their ass with toilet paper and then proceeds to toss the soiled toilet paper over the top of the oh, stall no. into the friend's stall in an attempt to hit his friend with the soiled toilet paper, similar to the game Battleship. No. No. That's a fight. I would kill you. <laughs> Yeah, I would. I would kill you or die trying. That's that's what would happen. You can't can't do that with with anyone named Richard. Kill Richard, die trying. Saddlebacking, the term for the phenomenon of Christian teens engaging in unprotected anal sex in order to preserve their virginities, named after the Saddleback Church, home of the Reverend Rick Warren, who was a proponent of abstinence education. That's really that's a real thing. I've heard Yeah. yeah. Like very much so. A lot of Christian girls are like, yo, no, but you can do this. Duck butter. There was that there was that um there was that porn star chick who only did movies in the ass because she saved her pussy for her man. Yeah. Yeah, uh yeah. what's her face? I remember her. Yeah, kinda look like Gabby? No. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not saying it was. I'm saying they kinda No, I'm just saying it wasn't her. Not okay. to me. There's probably like a ton of people who do that, but I don't know. Duck butter. The combination what? of sweat from the ball sack and anus that creates a buttery film on the grundle and butthole. Usually occurring from an unwashed scrotum, creating a smelly odor that worsens in thickness and odor by the minute. That's very close to truffle butter. You know! I know, right? I was I, This song was in my head. That song was not in my head. You know. I don't know that song. Blumpkin. 
Oh yeah, I know what that is. The delicately balanced art of getting your dick sucked while taking a dump. There's also uh, the self pumpkin where you take a dump while you jerk off. Frosty the Snowman. A game where you get four of your friends, mostly guys or girls who can squirt, where you all jack off into a hat. A top hat is preferable. And the last person to come or the person who can't come into the hat has to wear the hat in resembling a melting snowman. Oh, that's, that's actually a little better than the soggy biscuit. Like I, Oh, I no, not, God, no, not the soggy biscuit. That's a little better than the soggy biscuit. I like, know the soggy biscuit. And nah, anybody who suggests playing that game has to get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if you have like For a the game listeners, that's please involve describe that. a soggy biscuit. I'm, okay. I'm so here's I'm what so, soggy biscuit I'm, is. I'm so glad I don't have any friends. So here's what soggy biscuit is. You get you and some of your friends. Now I am from the south, so we used an actual biscuit. I have been I've heard that you could do a triscuit or a cracker, which some people from other places would refer to a biscuit, but I say use a good old fashioned actual biscuit. Put the biscuit in front of you and your friends. You all have to look at only each other. Take your dicks out and you start jerking off. Last person to come on the biscuit has to eat the biscuit. Soggy biscuit. Might actually help you be able to eat a Hardy's biscuit and survive. First of all, Hardy's biscuits are delicious. How dare you? Uh, they're fluffy secondly, as shit. If they're anything yeah, they're, like the Carl's Jr. ones, which good. I know they are since they're the same place, they're fluffy. Yeah. You just got to put like some sort of moisture inside of it, like <laughs> jelly <laughs> or else. Uh, you're, you're proving my point. You're proving or, my point. Or the cum of, of three of your best friends. Yes. The cum of some young guys. It could also be ladies, you know, squirt. Hot Carl. I feel like that's unfair for ladies because I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe if you have to be someone who can come quick. Well, so I, like I, I just add the if lady, you're tossing your hat into this ring, like you have to be able to come quick. And I feel like well, if they like could, you know, we give them toys, maybe. But see, here's here's the thing though. If if you're in a circle full of guys and you're all trying to jerk off, it's, you're supposed it's, to keep eye contact, right? Yeah, like you're. But if you're like if I'm Watch looking at a lady woman, masturbate, you're gonna come faster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's just the minute a woman gets involved in this, it becomes very unfair for her. Yeah, and not very fair unless she's into watching dudes jerk off. In which case, more okay, power to her. But yeah, in which case, all right. But I, 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 don't, I think that that is a fetish going this way, but is normalized going that way. Yeah, that's See true. What I'm saying? It's a fetish coming this way. So if it's women, there are not very many women who enjoy seeing a man jack off. But it's normalized going the other way. Like, porn pretty much regularly shows women fingering themselves as a lead-up to actually getting fucked. Mm-hmm. Which porn is weird doesn't generally show guys jacking off. Well, maybe gay porn. Well, um, I mean, during, during yeah. the ejaculation process sometimes. But I think that that's still within the mindset of guys. No matter their sexual orientation, guys tend to be more voyeuristic in their desires of whomever they actually... Uh, want to have sex with seeing what was them the need themselves. for your eloquence yeah like i i, I got, <laughs> like i feel like you kind of like you're just going into like really big words and like what, what okay basically if a guy likes somebody it doesn't matter what their sexual orientation is they want to see that person jacking off i don't know because 
Do you like, know okay. for sure? I don't. Honestly, I, I just feel like because actually, gay no, porn. I, I think I agree with that. I think I do agree with that. Because like even in gay porn, like you're saying, like in gay porn, like guys do jack off in gay porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch like like transsexual porn, like the the transsexual actress or actor or however they want to identify, often jacks off in that as well. So I I think in in porn that is made with a male audience in mind, it. You're correct. The, Whatever it, the object of desire is, yeah. masturbation is, is normalized. But in the concept, I guess, of... I don't uh, know if uh, ladies... I, I don't... Yeah, like, I, I guess I don't know if there's any women who listen to the show, and this is a very honest question. I don't want to, to like make you feel unsafe in this case, but I am curious. If you listen to the show and you want to say, are you into the idea of men jacking off? Like, is that a fetish for you? Is, like, voyeurism a... a, a... Well, not even, well, okay, but see, even with the term fetish, I think what happens is that we start to put a label to it where it's not normalized. Uh, I think we should just even just ask the question, is it something that you're attracted to? Yes. Is it something that you find, like, is it, quote-unquote, hot? Like, would you, like, seeing, like, if you saw, like, even your own man, like, jacking off, not even to you, just jacking off, would you also get turned on and want to have sex with him or would just be kind of gross? I'm gonna say personal experience gross. So a hot Carl. My, my hands are too big. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've had I mean I've had girlfriends in the past and, and I guess I have one now who has been into the concept of me jacking off in front of them. But are they I into haven't. it or are they trying to turn you more on more by saying that they're into it? No, like literally wanted me to do it, and, and I was I'm not comfortable doing it. I I tried. It's just yeah, I'm, right. It's, it's, so for me, for all of my lifetime, masturbation has been a personal thing, right? It's mm-hmm. been this is this is my time, and I've never had anyone in. And and for for you know twenty odd years now, this has been J time. So I have never been able to perform that in front of someone else mainly because like it's like this isn't your time like you shouldn't be here right it's like it's like you walk into a secret place inside of myself and i'm like i'm here in my place and i'm like what are you doing here and then i turn around and stare at you like uh an inception where everyone just turns and starts staring at you that's what it feels like for me like i'm just turning and staring at you like why are you here you shouldn't be here like you're foreign that's what my masturbation time is is inception yeah, I literally, I mean, even as a grown man, there's times, like, masturbation is taking on such a different need for me. Like, sometimes when I just can't get to sleep, I have to, you know, get I'm one out here. to get tired. So, I have to go I into the, a... I love the pause at that one. You're like, I have to... Uh, uh. I just like that you fall because I grew up in a place where it wasn't. No, I know. I get it. It just makes me giggle. Like it's still like a time. Like we still kind of live in a a age where, like, even like I have to pause where, like, trying to explain to people that, like, like when I say like I've seen transsexual porn before, like I pause in saying that because then I I seen one by accident the other day. Not even by accident. I have actively looked at it where it was like, all right, I'll watch this just to see if I'm into it. Like, it's just one of those things where I think we, for whatever reason, we always want to be binary with our sexuality when it's really a spectrum. And I'm still trying to get comfortable with it. I think as, as human beings, we're still trying to become comfortable with it. And that's why I was kind of giggling about it because laughing at things makes it a little bit easier to become a little bit more comfortable with it. That's why I'm willing to at least tell jokes about it and try to be a little bit more easy about it myself, which is why I'm, I'm constantly telling the joke of, I want to see more dicks in movies 
as a straight man because I feel like that's helping people kind of laugh about it a little bit more so we get a little bit more comfortable with ourselves and not think of ourselves as being binary because we're not. The hot Carl. (laughs) The hot Carl is to excrete fecal matter into a sock and then hit a person in the face with that sock. (laughs) Which is gross. Carl. Which is gross for murder. Why is it called Carl though? Like, I mean, I've heard of poop socking. I've I've heard of poop socking, but I never heard of anybody like hitting someone with the poop sock. Yeah. I have heard of this. I know what the hot Carl is. I've always wondered, why is it called Carl? Someone tell me. Was it first done to someone named Carl? And so now he's forever known? Maybe. Wait, wait. Hear me out. Hear me out. Maybe it's named after Carl Malone. Because that is a a brown person being forced into a white environment and then slapping other white people with... I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> you were you were on to something. You were on to something, yeah. You were. It was you said slapping other white people. It slaps it slapping other people. Yeah, yeah. that's Carl Malone. Yeah, yeah. That's hundred percent the joke. Yeah, and then you know, kind of neglecting your children repeatedly. Aww. Waffle stomp to shit in the shower and then proceed to try and stomp it down the drain with your foot. <laughs> <laughs> that's something that I feel like you would see in like a do- a shared shower in a dorm room. Boy, the dorms are crazy. Midas touch. The accidental touching, the accidental tipping of a finger with poop when wiping one butt after dumping. Yeah, I think we've all been there. Yeah, that's a horrible feeling. Yeah, my my job job uses one ply. Oh God. you you pretty much gotta wrap you pretty much gotta wrap your hand in a fucking mitten to wipe yourself. I accidentally bought a fourteen pack of one ply, <laughs> and I was I remember seeing it because I was at uh, Rite Aid and I was like, what a fourteen pack for eight dollars? Mm. <laughs> that's that's such a great deal. Oh God, <laughs> poo butter. And, and then I had to go through essentially uh like two months of just struggle paper. <laughs> it was bad. It was real bad. I remember just being sad that entire month. Just as a it reminder, was worse. Just as a reminder, you have to really hate somebody to do this next one. Poo butter. Poo butter is one of the ultimate paybacks to your mortal mortal enemy, or failing that. A, a superbly disgusting prank that'll make you the most hated outcast on your friends list. Simply sneak into your victim's kitchen to take a tub of butter or margarine from the fridge. Take the tub yeah. and place it in the microwave for one to two minutes to reduce the butter or margarine into a liquid. Pour this liquid into an empty receptacle and put it to the side. Now take the empty butter or margarine container and shit into it. Once this filthy task is complete, Pour the liquid butter or margarine on top of your defecation, replace the lid, and then place the butter or margarine back into the fridge. Yeah, I've Soon heard the this. butter or margarine will re-solidify, completely hiding the deathly secret you have laid within. Your hapless victim will start using the butter until one day as the level recedes, they will start scraping a, pati- a peculiar substance out of the tub that is definitely not butter. <laughs> yeah, I've heard this before. It's the worst. <laughs> 
You have to hate someone to do that. It sounds like something that that chick who was terrorizing her black roommate. Yeah. <laughs> seems like something that she would do. You have to. That, that's some. That is some some real hatred in your soul to do that to somebody. You also have to be like, I'm gonna move out in like a week. Let me do this before I go. That's the perfect. I'm moving out in a week. Or you know, you put your two weeks of notice in at work. Everybody been stealing your sriracha sauce out the fridge. Hey, you grab someone's tub of butter. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I said it in my head. I didn't say it out loud. I didn't know if that was going to come back up. <laughs> a lumpy That's Barney, nice. which, you know what? Maybe we should have a discussion about this. A lumpy Barney is the physically impossible act of doodling without preempting it or following it up with pissing. So to take a shit without ever peeing. I've done it before, but never on purpose. Exactly. And it's always like a preamble for me personally. It's always like leading up to. It's like I start peeing and it's like, oh, I'm going to take a well, shit. Well, then that's now. not a lumpy Barney. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's always kind of a preamble. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't, it's a few times it's happened, it's, it's been on accident where it's just like, oh, I got to poop. I pooped. I didn't have to piss. Oh, okay. And then, like, later, I usually end up coming back and be like, no, nah, I have to pee. Mm hmm. Yeah, or you have, or you have to pee, and then you feel it afterwards. So you get up mm-hmm. and you go back to where you were, and then you're like, That's... "I guess I gotta poop." And then you go back, and then you poop without peeing because you already peed. Yeah. A lot of shit talk on this show today. Mm-hmm. Welcome mm-hmm. to Shitty Sundays, where with... we just tried to get sponsored by Movie Pass. How'd that play out? Uh, they're look. They're uh, I sent them information. Listening to our they're, show. They're <laughs> listening to our show right now. They're reviewing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Powerballing <laughs> to gyrates one's testicles while copulating. That doesn't. I mean, you know what? Okay, so I don't know if I. I've had a girl do this. And it's annoying to like during sex reach down and like play with my balls while we're fucking. I don't care for it. True. It, it always makes me feel like it's unnecessary, and also I'm always a little worried. Like you don't know too hard and just don't kill me. don't play with me. Play with you. Like, like, you don't know where, like you don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, I'm. You don't, know, you don't know what my next move is. Like you're not. You can't see into the future. You're very myopic. You don't know how how hard I'm coming in next. I don't know if I want your hand holding me in one spot with me going to another spot and you not coming with me while my balls are in your hand. I feel like that's just my balls getting like drug and I don't want that. It makes me very nervous. I tend to always say like, don't do that. I'm not into it. An upper deck when you shit into the top of the toilet tank. Yeah. (laughs) What? An atomic bomb. When you climb to the top of the bathroom stall and attempt to shit into the toilet from about five to six feet above the bowl. Okay, so that explains a lot of public restrooms I've seen. Exactly. (laughs) What? Someone's been atomic bombing in some of those public restrooms. I've seen some public restrooms where it looks like someone tried to atomic bomb. It would be all down the sides and all splashed all around and back on the handle. That was somebody just... Atomic bombing. Pants. 
Yeah, they just pulled their pants down and went for it. Poseidon's kiss. When you begin to shit in the toilet and the water splashes up and touches your butthole. Oof, I hate that. Yeah. The only time I feel okay with that is when it's a lumpy party. Yeah, because then there's no urine involved. Right. Gummy, the act of getting a blowjob from a toothless woman or man. <laughs> um, oh, what's his name? Uh, oh, not ODB. Uh, Obi Trice has a song. His, in fact, his one hit song is called Got Teeth, and it's about mm-hmm. him hoping that a chick has teeth. Yeah. Well, his, his the, other hit song teeth. was the one about his name. Obi Trice, real name, no lyric, no gimmick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, Obi Trice, like, he had a song about a, a chick uh, not having it, like, hoping she didn't have teeth. Mm-hmm. A whole song about gummies. All right, Are we still going I'm, down the rabbit hole? I'm spent. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to climb back out now. I don't I don't want to stay there anymore. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move on to something else then. Like, we can always talk about other things. Upgrade, niggas. Yeah, still. You know what? I meant to go see it. I still have it. I apologize. Yeah, I, a lot of stuff happened this week. It's just okay? a lot of stuff happened this week. No, I mean we're cool. We're good. It's just a lot of shit. You know what? Can I say this real quick? Because I say this on the other show all the time, and I got to say it here. Scar, thank you for saving my life. Really? Yes. How did I do that this time? See how he said this time? <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Do y'all? I hope y'all heard how he said this time. And Jay, prepare yourself. You'll probably be in a place to save my life one day too. And I, I, I say that without any humility. No, wait. I'm just, I'm just pretty humility? certain. I'm pretty certain. When I call people and ask how you're doing and check in on you and just make everything or everything's okay, sometimes I will call you and I will need you to help me. And 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 it's it's actually mind-boggling to me how many people I call to check in on. I think that I've realized a, a while back that I call people selfishly in hopes that when I need help, they'll know it and they'll check in on me, and that doesn't happen. So now I just call people and say I need your help. We always project our love language when we're not receiving it. Bruh. That might be the realest thing I've heard all day long. Yep, that's what it is. Our, you know, a lot of times if, if there, if we have, if, you know, until you read the book, you don't realize that that's what you're doing. Like if your, um, if your love language is like, the the words of appreciation you tend to uh if you don't feel like you're receiving those words you tend to uh project that out on other people but they they're not realizing that that's what you need because you never say it exactly but there's no easy way in this day and age to say that you need something without being judged or being selfish or being needier Anything like that. People, look, here's the way I look at it. People who are being fed never wonder about where their food's going to come from. But sometimes you're not being fed that and you're looking for it. And people are like, you're needy. You're reaching out. I, I'm, I'm in a hole. So, yeah, Scar. Uh, I'm guilty. I'm, I'm very much guilty of that. Like, I'm very much guilty of like, why are you calling me right now? I was, you know, in the past, mm-hmm. but you know, after after that book, um, I under I understand it a little bit more. 
And so I so I fight against my own I fight against my own nature to be hypercritical of of, of such things. Uh, I I don't think um I'm not really a why you call me person. I was just like yeah, what's going on? What's up? Let's talk. Like I, it's always just like whenever you call me I'm, or whenever anyone calls me, honestly, like yeah, I'm always down to talk. Because no one calls me. Do you understand this? No one calls me. Everyone sends me texts or through messages uh, no, and stuff like no. that. Everyone calls me. I call you. <laughs> I call you. Like, everyone up. calls me. You call me, but no one, no one physically calls anymore. So like the majority of the people that I still have friendships with, uh, I still talk to. So there's still calls. Uh, I still call and talk to uh, my sister. So we still call and talk. I still call and talk to my mom. Uh, I. Call and talk to my grandmother, though right now we're in a little bit of a interesting place. These are family uh, members. Does that count? Yeah. I call and, yeah, but like, it doesn't count. You may say it doesn't count, but like a lot of those other family members that I have don't call and talk to me. So like uh, I call, like, like I have, uh, like my, my mom will, will not call unless I call her. And it's not like she doesn't, it's just she doesn't want to be a, a bother. Uh, my sister will call me if I don't talk to her long in a long enough time span, but a lot of that I have to initiate. I have a cousin, uh, my cousin Leo, which you guys, I think you guys kind of know. Mm-hmm. My cousin Leo will yeah. call. Yeah, my cousin Leo will call. Like if I don't talk to him in like a month or so, he'll call and text me like, "Yo, what's going on? Where are you?" So like I call him pretty regularly. He's all, I call him almost like he's like my brother, but. It's not a lot of other people because I have a really big extended family, but a lot of them do not call or contact until they want something or they need something or like, yeah, no, I think I just stopped the sentence there. And this isn't me taking shots at my family members is I have a lot of family members I don't hear from until like I have something they want or need. Yeah. Lately, the only time someone calls me is if they want me or my girlfriend to make something for them. Yeah. My family doesn't call me. There's also that. I have a lot of family members who just will not call me. And then I always think in my head, like, like God forbid I ever, like, legit make it, like, and I'm rich. Because there's a lot of family members that, like, do not talk to me because there's nothing they can get from me. That Mike Jones! About. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of, like, it's, I always think to myself, like, if I ever, I, I never want to be famous for that very reason. Because I then I, I have to have these very real conversations with people like, oh, well, y'all didn't know me until you could get something from me. <clears throat> I feel that. Yeah. So... Back in the day, when we were younger, there was this whole idea. I, I thought you were gonna go with the no, way you're not a kid anymore and all that I other stuff. I thought I thought you were gonna go there. That's why I just waited. I know. That's I I I I wanted to be quiet like Dora, so then everybody could get it out of their head. Um, but you ain't got the stare though. You can't you can't do the door without the the soul stare. Scar, I know why you're talking so much because you feel like this is about to get emotional and you're not ready for it. Um, yeah, I don't like to feel emotion. Yeah, I, I know, right. I know. I love you, man. Um, back in the day when it was all public, everything weren't allowed to have private conversations if you were having a disagreement with somebody on Twitter. Or on Facebook or wherever. I, I, I'm sure we all remember the aftermath of those days. Yes. 
Um, I had my first breakdown. I've had two. Um, and when I had this first breakdown, there was this guy uh, named Mr. Moody. Had a show called Mr. Moody's Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. He broke his dick also. Yeah, whatever. Um, he and I were at that time what I thought were close friends. We talked on the phone often about all sorts of things for like hours at a time. His family, my family, his karate, whatever. Usually his stuff. Like that's a sign. First of all, people, that's a sign. If you're talking with somebody and all they do is really talk about themselves, it's not really a balanced relationship. Correct. But, um, yeah, when I started breaking down, uh, that was back when Scar and I were just really starting to, uh, become friends. Yeah. We were, we were were learning the hand thing. Yeah. And, 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 and and Jay, I didn't even have your number. You were just the, the elusive adjective Jay back at that time. Cause you were very private about all your information back then. Still are, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. That hasn't changed. Um, so, but I had Mr. Moody's number. And so I called Mr. Moody because I felt this. You feel a shift coming on when you have depression, when your chemicals start changing in your brain, that it, it, you can feel the, 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 the seasons changing. And so I tried mm-hmm. to call him. And um, this guy who, whenever he called, whenever I called, would always take the call, whatever, wasn't available. And the thing is about having breakdowns or having mental health issues or, or just feeling low is that when you're feeling low, it doesn't take much to break. And so I broke and I, uh, I actually, and I'm not, I'm not proud of this, but this is part of the story, uh, flashed on him through a voicemail in which I was like, you know, whenever you needed me, which was a lot, whenever you needed me, I was always there to take the call. Uh, you were always there to talk for like hours whenever you need to talk, but I really need you. I'm in a hole and you're not there and, and I'm sinking, um, and I questioned his character, basically. I was like, it shows the type of a person you are. He got that message. None of the other ones I left about how I was hurting or sinking or anything like that. But he got that message and immediately went on to his podcast and called me a bitch. And said the mental illness is a bitch move and the man up. Which was special. So I was sitting at work one day and I was... uh the stuff with Mr. Moody was going on, the stuff with old lingering issues with old lingering podcasters was still going on. And, um, I remember I was talking to somebody at my job and it was just like, you know what? I can't, I can't take this. And I got up and I walked out of my job In hindsight, I'm shocked. I didn't get fired, but I guess it's because I work for the state and it takes a lot more than that to get you fired. But I just got up while somebody was talking to me and just walked out and was just walking down the street bawling. And I couldn't call Mr. Moody. I couldn't trust myself to call my mom or Nisha because I didn't want to bring them into the type of place that I was in. I was scared that it was, this was my first time. I was scared that, you know, if I tell them what's going on, they'll think I'm crazy. They'll try and check me in. Cause I'm always so happy. They might think I'm just being dramatic. A lot of people think that. I don't know why I called Scar. I still don't. I don't know how that came to my mind and I don't know why he answered. I, 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 I just know that he didn't judge me. 
He didn't try and make jokes about it. He didn't try and do any of that. Oh shit, I'm crying. He just listened. And you know what? To take that back. No, I take that back because the memory of this time, this was after this was after you and Sherry, correct? Um I can't necessarily remember. I remember it from what I remember, uh things weren't going well at that time. So we have been talking a little bit, but not deeply. Correct. But when I called, he was there and listened without judgment. And, 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 and I mean, when I say that the conversation was just an outpouring, I mean, I might've told him, I just want to talk to my dad, that kind of a breakdown. Like, why doesn't my dad love me? Just a full on outpouring of everything. And Scar absorbed all of it stoically and said, it's going to be okay. While I'm walking down the middle of a street, bawling, saying that I don't want to be here anymore and I need to talk to my dad. He listened to me. After that break, I went back into my office and snuffled for a while and began to rebuild. Your friends may break down and you will never know it because you're not the person they, they think will be able to handle their, their, in their mind, their break. You wouldn't be able to handle the flow. It's like a damn breaking in your head and all of this stuff is just rushing out just flooding out and they don't think you'd be able to handle it because of things that you may have said or shown before. That friend that you call dramatic when they're down one day. The person who jokes that you just have a case of the Mondays when you say something's not right. The grandparent or the parent who tells you to just, have you tried Jesus? when you say that you're not feeling right, have you gone to church lately? Maybe you need to fill yourself up with the spirit. First of all, the spirit is a, uh, ethereal character and it, you can never be filled with the ethereal character because it's empty. It's not really there like a ghost doesn't fill a space. Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spade both passed away this week. And uh, that started the conversation up again about mental health. The same cycle. When Larry Sanders was uh, playing for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and he left abruptly and said it was because of mental health, people uh, made fun of him and the discussion came up and then it disappeared again. Well, Robin Williams, the discussion comes up and then it goes away again. Look, people, you have people in your life right now who are silently suffering. Where's so-and-so? Oh, they said they couldn't get out of bed this morning and you say they're lazy. Hey, why don't you come out with us today? No, nah, I'm not really feeling it. Oh, you party pooper. 
Your friends remember that. Every opportunity they give for you to, because we're reaching out to you because you won't reach out to us. So every opportunity we give you to to say something to help us and you say something else, it's kind of like Mass Effect where it says over the top, so-and-so will remember that. Or Telltale Stories. They say it on that yeah. all the time. So-and-so will remember yes. that. Absolutely. So when you come back later on down the line because you've, quote, matured, you've grown up, you've become woke to the issues of mental health, we don't give a fuck. Nigga, I know what kind of trash buckets you were like 10 years ago when I needed you before. And that's the thing. You might try and reach out to us, but at that point in time, it's like, I can't trust you with this information. And I'm not going to reach out to you because I'm in a hole. So I got to find somebody else to reach out to because nobody's reaching out. Mental health is a serious, serious issue. Suicides have gone up 30% uh, in America, 33% over the last uh, decade, I believe. And and it's, you got to talk to your homeboys. You got to talk to your homegirls. If nothing more than to check in on them. My folks can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that when I call them, Without a shadow of a doubt, the one thing I say every single time I talk to one of my homeboys or homegirls is, are you okay? You good, nigga? Just checking in on you. You good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, let's start the real conversation then. Because if they say, no, I'm not, what can I do? Stop being silent friends. You have your friends' telephone numbers. I know we all hate talking on the phone now in the day and age of text. Text them. Hit them on Facebook. Do something. Stop just sitting back and then saying, oh, I never saw that coming. Because you did. You did. Quit failing your friends. Period. Y'all got anything? Kind of do, but I don't really want to like ruin the moment like I did on on facetious. You know what I'm saying? Like I completely like ruined that you know your speech that day. Um, but it was still heard. Yes. And so anything that you add on to it isn't going to take away from that. Because it will still be heard. Yeah, I have I have a very very hard time uh, reaching out to people when I'm suffering, and like 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 you and a lot of people, I do suffer from depression. Um, I have a very very hard time. I I I tend to shell up instead of open up to the people that I trust. Um, so I I kind of. I kind of, I, I, I suffer in silence often. Um, so like the idea that someone could actually be as open with all of this as you, um, gives me hope that maybe at some point I might be able to do that. 
Um, and you know, if it gets really bad, then I then I definitely will reach out. But in in the early stages, when it could be solved or someone can hear you immediately, I tend to shell up. And I don't I don't I don't really come out of that shell until it's getting really bad, and I feel like everything is beyond my control at that point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I. I haven't been in that place in a long time, but I know exactly what that feels like. So, you know, if someone does reach out or anything like that, I definitely uh, call immediately. The homie, um, Danny Knight. Um, puts, Yo, put out a, I remember him. Yeah, he he put out a couple of tweets a while back, and um, I'm not on Twitter very very often. And, you know, his Twitter is private, so only his friends can actually see it. Uh, he put out a couple of tweets, um, and Blue let me know. And then, like, I hit, I, I hit him up immediately after the show was over. Um, you know, with, with the same questions, are you okay? If you need to talk, you know, it doesn't matter what time, you know, I know there's a time, you know, you're five hours ahead of me. Um, but like, if you, because he's in, he's in the UK, um, you know, at any time you, this is my number. Uh, you could Skype, uh, anything. Just, just if you need to talk, holler at your boy. Let me know, and I'll be there for you. Can I jump in um, just real quick? Mm-hmm. Be cautious of doing that, because even though we give them all of our information, they might not have the energy to do it or the trust. Just call him. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I didn't have I didn't have another way of contacting him. It's not like not like I have him on Skype or anything like that. It's just he put out a, he put out a couple of tweets, and I was just like, "Bruh, you know." I sent him a I sent him a Twitter DM and was like, "Yo, if you need if you need to talk, I ain't got to say nothing. You just let me know what you need, and I got you." So I mean that happened. You know, after after a little while, he got back to me. Um, and just told me that he'll be all right, and if he gets if he gets to that point, he knows who to call. So, yeah, this this happens. Like I said, I I the the, the knowing what it feels like, I I wouldn't I would not wish that on anybody. But people are suffering in silence, like I do, from time to time, and. At some point, we have to release the stigma from it. Mm-hmm. Like I've been, like I've been to therapy. I love my therapist. I wish I could go see her, but I work during the week now, uh, and I can't go. And like I was just talking, I was just talking with my girl about going, and I don't really, I don't really feel that like I don't feel like depressed or anything. I just, I really feel the need to just talk to her. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's that kind of thing, um, and I, and I can't. In that part, like, really sucks. Like, I, I I strongly consider writing a letter and sending it sending it with my copay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sending it with my copay, um, just just so you know, there's 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 somebody who I trust that could hear me. Sometimes that's all you need is to be heard. Absolutely. And none of us are licensed. 
but we're cheaper. Um, and <laughs> I can tell you honestly that we, uh, have friends who won't reveal your secrets. I think that's another fear that a lot of folks have in this day and age is that you will tell somebody about your issues, your, your, your struggles, and they'll turn around and tell somebody else. And I know people like that. And I've made that mistake with them. And I will never make that mistake again. But when I say find yourself some real ones, I mean it. I found some real ones. Uh, I found Scar and Shante and, and, and Feeney and Jay and, of course, Nisha. Find yourself some real ones. Okay, he said Nisha last, so you don't have to feel no, no. Uh, any kind of way about being uh, being that, fur, that far down the list. No, I said Nisha because quite often when I am in a hold, she's the last person I want to talk to. Even True. though she should be the first. Sure. And I forget every single time, like my mind will convince me every single time that she's going to judge me, even when she never has ever. And then I have to remember the fact that she married me with these issues, with this, with the, with the understanding that our, our children, our son could have these same mental health issues. She married me and had children. And even then I still get into a hole where I'm like, she's going to judge me. I I will throw one other thing in. So like I encourage everyone to talk uh to people that you trust to confront like any of the issues that you have and when I say confront them I mean, be willing to actually talk about it to be willing to actually uh make those things real and try not to hide from them within yourself. But the other thing that I would say is that I think there's also, uh, like we're missing there are some, I guess the only way that I could think to put it would be, uh, like I, I guess when I think of how I went through various depressions that I went through, like I really am not like a, a talker about it and not like I don't want to confront it. I I think it's it's some of it is my personality and some of it's the person I am. I am very much a we're putting down the shields so not to keep people out, it's so that we can contain this to figure out what is causing this internally. Um and one of the things that helped me the most was actually going to a therapist and just having somebody else in. So like there wasn't a lot of other people I talked to. Uh, but having a therapist who was just kind of in there with me while the shields were down, while we we're trying to like self-diagnose and just kind of help me walk through what was causing the issues that were that I was having. I think there's something to be said for that. So, well, yes, I'm I'm all for encouraging people and being willing to listen. Uh, also, understanding if you are a person who shares a personality type like mine, you can't do it by yourself you need at least one other person and i would encourage that you to have that person be a therapist someone who can help you uh, like pick through and understand a little bit more about what may be causing your issues as opposed to uh, turning to someone who doesn't have that additional training um, and especially like doesn't have uh, any background in, in, or experience doing it yeah and, and there's there's a freedom there's a little bit of a freedom for me 
of talking to someone that's unconnected with the 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 nouns of my life you know like the 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 people places and things of my life that that person is completely separate from like and then like talking talking to her gives me a, a a different kind of clarity because she's not clouded by the emotions of my nouns You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the same. She, you know, by by talking to her, she can she sees it from a different perspective, and and that that that's different than talking to a friend because a friend is in on your nouns, and they may have their own feelings about your nouns. And that that and that's that was the best thing. I was forced to go into therapy. I did not want to go. I saw a therapist before, and I really really liked him. I really liked him. And then we had to get Pooh Bear a therapist um, to deal with the the issues of my separation and subsequent divorce. Um, and you know, after Pooh Bear's first, um, after her first meeting with her. Um, that her her parents were supposed to do a follow up, but Sherry couldn't go, so I went alone, and ended up and ended up talking to her for like four hours. So that's when I made the switch to her. Yeah, I think one of the best things that ever happened to me was that uh, I guess when I was maybe eight, maybe seven, I had to I I, I was forced to go to therapy, uh, and it was the beginning for me of being able to have like someone, like you said, a disconnected person outside of my family, outside of like my, my, at the time, my church and outside of like my life that I could talk to about legitimate things that, uh, you know, everyone else who was in my life has a bias towards. So like, you know, my mom, I had just gotten chronic fatigue syndrome. I had just been diagnosed with it. She went from being someone who was very active in my life and a, a huge, like part of it, like playing games with me and doing things with me and being able to be there to someone who, you know, no longer had like the energy to be able to do it. And I thought my mom was dying. And so like I went to therapy so that I, or at least I had a therapist because what, what happened is that, that insecurity in me and, and, you know, try as he might, my father is, is, has never been, um, the parent between the two of my, my, my mom and my dad. My mom is the parent. My father is there. But from the whole thing led me to be extremely uh, uncertain, and that uncertainty was playing out in how I behaved in class and how I treated other people and, and how I, I dealt with the world. And it wasn't until uh, I had to go to therapy. It wasn't until like I finally like got into some fight or, or did. Some, I remember like I, I can't remember exactly what I did, but I got into some fight, beat up some kid, or got or got beat up or something of that nature. And, and finally, like uh, I just told a teacher, like, "Oh, you want to know why I'm there?" Someone was like, "Well, I don't understand why you're not living up to your potential. You have so much." And I was like, "Oh, you want to know why I'm not living up to my potential? Here's why. Because uh, first of all, every kid in the school beats the shit out of me because I'm the smallest. But for some reason, everyone seems to think they can beat the fucking shit out of me. My mom might be dying. I don't know what's going on. They tried to tell me what it was. I don't even know how to pronounce it. And I just laid out all the stuff that I hated. And uh, then I was in therapy like a month later." 
And honestly, having to go through that, and I haven't, but like being forced into that and, and talking through that was the beginning for me of realizing like, okay, so I can like understand how things like in this world work. I can understand like uh, how I'm supposed to relate to them. I just need to be able to like have someone who's on my side to help me through it. And that's why I would I would definitely uh, say like you should, even if you have never gone to, you should definitely uh, go to therapy, even if you're not quote unquote depressed or have an issue. Just having someone who is just there like, yeah, I'm here for you. Like 100% here for you. I have no stakes in anything that has to do with your life. I don't, I don't almost don't care what happens to you and I like in a bad way but like I your life isn't tied to mine if you succeed or fail it doesn't matter really to me I'm just here to listen to you and I think having someone who's there for you to do that as a therapist is, is great I just saw this thing on Facebook and I you know what I can't right now I will get back to you and let you know how this is because I'm going to try it out my biggest issue with getting a therapist is literally getting the time with a therapist um i'm always on the run um yes you are but i think it's it, you just have to make time for it it's thanks, the same Jay. thing for anything yeah, else because once i have a basketball team i can literally say you know what i've set up these practices but i i gotta make time for myself well think of it like this you are not going to be able to sustain the life that you want to as a person on the run if you aren't taking care of yourself both physically and mentally i'm pretty sure you make time to eat and you make time to sleep and you make time i would hope to have some type of physical exercise i love how so, people make this sound so simple i'm not saying it's simple and this is not me saying it's simple but what i'm saying is look at your schedule this is a, as important as anything else. You saying that you don't have time for it is like you saying it's not as important to you as everything else that you make time for. That's true. And that's my point. I'm not saying that it's simple. It, it is hard. A lot of things are hard. But the minute that you say, I don't have time for it, you have essentially prioritized everything else that you have in your life above but you I've and your mental health. But I've always prioritized everything else in my life above myself. Above you and your mental health in this case. And, and what you have to understand is that you can't do the things that you do and you can't help the people that you're able to help if you are not helping yourself as well. So all those other things are founded based upon you. And if you don't do any maintenance to yourself, all those other things crumble and all that will happen will just be rubble. So all the things you're trying to hold up and, and take care of will be rubble because you have let go of the foundation, which is you. Stop doing that. Yeah, you're going to say that and it's not going to happen. So, um, like, <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, I know myself too well. Like, you're not the first person to say, you know, take time out for yourself. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. Um, I sound like I see, the mom from Friday when she said, we need to get together soon. Okay. I, I will tell you the same way that most people have told me. And it has been true every time. Either take time to maintain yourself or repair yourself. You can choose which one you want. But if you don't maintain yourself, you will be repairing, and repairing is way worse. What I was going to say is I'm going to look into this thing online and see how it works. Oh, yeah. There's also a like, there's like a text therapist now, right? Well, yeah. Doing? This is just a online promotion or a online uh, mental health support in an affordable, discreet, and accessible way. I, you know... Also, take a look at your benefits because I actually uh, one of the thing I get through my insurance is we have uh, it's a mental health hot, hotline because I work for a corporation and yeah. you can call at any point and basically it's like if you wanted to, you just call every week and just have you know what like a, I, we have a 30 that, minute session. But you know what the the thing is, 
I don't trust them because they work for my company. Um, that's my big issue. I got to get that out of my head if that's not the way it works. But I feel like at any given moment, my boss can walk in there and say, I'm writing up a report against this person. Give me all the information you got. So our mental, so our mental uh, health hotline is an independent company. And when you call, one of the things that you get, the first spill that they tell you is that all of the information that is being contained within is confidential and that they won't give any of these records or any of the, the things discussed within to your employer. It's a, a as a matter of their policy, because otherwise it's not a very good mental health hotline. Like if you're telling your employees, yeah, call in and tell us your problems that you have, but we're going to listen to it, then no one's going to call. So it's supposed to be an independent third party. And, and it should be like there should be an entire disclaimer uh, at the very beginning when you call. And if you don't hear that, then, yeah, try to find another method. But I would say call it to find out first. I'm gonna call. I'll let y'all know how it turns out. But ser- uh no, I'm I'm being serious. So when I say but serious, yeah. that doesn't work. But um there's a lot of people out there who you'll say, "Hey, these people make me laugh. These people must always be happy because they're always making me smile." And I just want to remind you what Robin Williams said, which is, "I strive to make people smile or depressive people try to make people smile because they know how it feels to feel horrible." I think a lot of comedy comes from yes. really pained people. Like the majority of people who are extremely talented at being funny come from a life of of pain. There's a dark place, I think, for everybody. Uh, that some people, their way of revealing it is they just give it out and we get some incredible drama. Uh, other people express that pain. I mean, it's a comedy. And the list is long. Like, I mean, Chris Farley, uh, Phil Hartman, like the list of people who were made us laugh, but were struggling with their own pain and suffering is really long. I think the first time I learned that was um what was what was his name um Sam Kennison? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, that was when I, the first time I understood that that a lot of times that comedy that comedy comes from a place of pain. And what you do to medicate yourself can eventually in your life. Take care of yourself. Take care of your friends. Um, build a network. Seriously. Build a network of people that you feel comfortable really talking to and being open with. Be open and honest with them. Find a therapist that you can trust. Be open and honest with them. And be open and honest with yourself. Like, honestly, I still haven't found a therapist that I can trust. They're all white. They're all white women. I have a problem with that. My therapist is a white woman. She is. You don't have a problem with that. My first one was a white man. Yeah, I I just have a problem with when I talk with them about things that are going on in my community and I see them kind of just 
look at me. Which happened once, literally once, but that's literally, like I said, that's all it takes to shade the whole situation. Yeah, I think too, like, it puts us in a weird situation. I think this is just one thing that as a black person, it's just added to being black. But again, as a black person, it is, unless you live someplace where there are a lot of black people, it can be difficult for you to find like a therapist who looks like you. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I would say to that is I found a therapist in Korea. And the only thing I was looking for at that point was just speak English. So like you're right to have the suspicion of maybe you don't understand where I'm coming from because you don't know how I look. Perfectly normal suspicion, and you should have it. I think, however, give them a shot, and then once you realize, all right, this isn't working, you can always move on to someone else. Oh, I feel that. So that's what I would say. I would say give them a shot, and if, if you if you get that look and you're like, yep, you don't understand what it's like to be black at all, cool. I no longer will continue my service, like continue, you know, doing, I, I guess coming here for your services. I will try this person and you just, just go down the list. Just make a list of people and just, all right, I'll try you. Talk to your friends who have gone to therapists. Who have you gone to? What do you like about him or her? What do you not like about him or her? Because even if you do find a therapist that you like, there are some things you're not going to like about them. It may be the time that they have that's available. Like in the case of Scar, it could be, yeah, they're really good at understanding relationship dynamics, but they're not so great at understanding, uh, like, like family dynamics or even how to deal. Like there's, they're going to have deficiencies like anybody else. So like figure out what it is that you're looking for that you, personally want help with and then find someone that can and just keep trying i i get the i don't want to try because the last time i tried it it didn't go well but again like you, the first person to take the step towards getting help has to be you i'll feel that i i, I everyone here wants to help you we all want to be here for you and we all want to help you but I can't help people who aren't at least trying to get, or at least letting us know they need help. Like, even if I call you every day, I'm like, hey, are you okay? Hey, are you okay? And you always tell me no. If I show up at your house, I'm like, yo, are you okay? And you always tell me, yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. If you don't tell me, I can't help you. And, and so you, you you got to try them. Just give them a shot. If you don't like them, you can always, you, you can walk out, figure out how you want to walk out. Walk out of it like, you know what? This isn't working. You can be really kind about it. You can be mean as shit and be like, ah, you don't understand black people. I'm burning this place to the ground. Ah, however you want to leave. Leave how you want to leave. But you can go find somebody else and try another person. Don't just leave entirely and give up on the entire avenue. I feel that. It's It's been really great for me. Like, I can't, I can't speak for... I can't speak for anyone else, but like after being forced to go and then switching, even though the first guy was great, I mean he was he was cool. I liked him a lot, but um, I mean I I call my therapist my boo. Like if my girl knows, she like, oh, you want to see your boo? Yes. At night, I think of you. 
thought. I never thought. I never thought that I could. I, I never thought that that therapy would be beneficial to me at all. Um, because before being forced to go into therapy, I always said the same thing. Therapy is for white people, and so like that, that that had, I've always thought of. I've always thought of it that way. Like we black people, we just take pills and get over it. Um, yeah, and, and, that's just how I felt about it. But like actually, like meeting someone and someone like someone like I said not connected to your nouns gets you yeah and, and I think and, I think that and like I think that and like like a lot of us may take the stance of like either I, I this is something I deal with by myself or this is not a problem like, and uh, especially in the in the mindsets of unfortunately what we think of as being like masculinity is if you have a problem you just internalize and you deal with it by yourself and I think that's or you self medicate, right? And I think that's where uh, I I was having the biggest issue was I in my head always want to go to we just put down the, the veneer of everything's fine, whereas we are still in construction internally. And as long as I'm working through it on my own, as long as I'm recognizing the issue and I'm kind of like you know aware of it until I am done with it, then we're fine. And it wasn't until like, like I said, it wasn't until I, I went to therapy uh, as an adult that I realized I still do need someone to hear, even though I think I'm capable of solving my own problems, I'm not, and I do need someone to help me walk through and navigate myself. Because there are things that I'm just unaware of, and I'm just not capable, just like I wouldn't try to do surgery on myself. Uh, even though it is it's my body and I know it better than, than most, I wouldn't open myself up and be like, well, it's time to do some open heart surgery on myself because I don't know myself and that part of myself that well. And same thing. You should go to a therapist who has uh, more experience dealing with legitimate issues that stem not just from mental health, but also just from uh, everyday personalities and, and, and the actual interaction between people. One of the most important things for me uh, deciding to switch therapists is, like I said, the first time, the first time I was there, we talked for like four hours. But in the course of that, she shared a little bit about herself, and so like in how you know sometimes she feels the same things that I feel, which made me feel like I wasn't alone to feel this way like you know you know this is after my separation so like she had been divorced so she's been through this and it's it wasn't the same but just knowing that someone understood and someone felt some of the same things i felt made me want to go back yeah because i absolutely did not want to be there 100 percent Uh, without saying anything, rehashing anything, I will look into it. I will, uh, 
break down that stigma that 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 has been built up in my mind. I, I will work at that, um, and I'll let y'all know how that turns out. And I urge each of y'all to do the same. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I've seriously considered like if I have like a like a break in my career, and I'm like sitting and don't know what I'm going to do. I thought about going to school to do that so that I can help someone else how someone helped me. Do it. Yeah. That'd be dope. I talk with you. I ain't got time for school. Fuck you, nigga. <laughs> he pulled a waka flock and was like, fuck school. <laughs> <laughs>